This is She's a Tool podcast, where we have unapologetic conversations about the building industry. You're here with Kasula and Bronwyn. And we are the glue in your glue lamp, the mortar in your brick wall. You may even say we're the most important tools in your toolkit. Let's dive in. We are here for another quick installment of Handy Tools and today Kasula is going to talk us through justification letters. What are they and why are they important? Cos, what do you got for us? Justification letters come into play when you are uh, going through the planning process. So if you have an application going into council that is, it doesn't doesn't tick all the boxes for the for the residential design codes, then we need to go through the process of planning. And um, that's not to say that you can't vary the R codes at all, because you definitely can, but there are limits on what is deemed acceptable and what is not. Um, so when it comes to putting your planning uh, your planning application into council, you, there are certain documents that you need and a justification letter does make up part of that. Um, justification letters can be written by town planners, they can be written by other industry professionals. Um, and we just find that what well what they do is they justify your design and your proposal against codes so the best way to approach them is to approach them from a purely factual base try not to bring emotion into it at all because emotion is going to just cloud everything and it's going to make it's not going to make your uh, argument for your proposal as good and as strong as it could be if you were doing it from a factual point of view. Um, Use things like the residential design codes, local planning policies, local planning schemes, which local planning policies and schemes you can find on each individual council's website. And then you can approach it from a factual point of view and anything that you would be varying on your planning application then needs to be justified against those codes. Um, if you can do that and you can justify why council should support it, you have a much better chance of council giving you an approval for those um, for those changes and for the boundaries that you might be pushing. Um, you can also look at things that have been built very similarly in the surrounding streets. Um, I wouldn't go too far afield, but if you do have something in in your street or in the immediate few streets from you um, that you can take photos of that will have been supported by council, this can also help to bolster your your justification. But you shouldn't rely completely on that because it really depends on when that structure was built. was it actually approved through council? Because let's face it, not everything that people build tends to get uh, to make it across council's desk. Um, and the other thing is the codes may have changed since that was approved through council. So although it might be supporting your argument and supporting the type of structure that you do want to build, it might not be relevant to the codes that you're going to be justifying against. So Keep that in mind as well. Um, Justification letters are important. They make up a really big portion of your 
application to council, along with all the standard things like your plans um, and your open space calculations and things like that, that is required by planning. Um, but they basically will give council reasons for and an argument for them to support your application. So doing as much research as you possibly can to really bolster that justification letter is only going to help your um, your argument for why council should support the proposed structure. And this goes for anything that you're building, whether it be a new home, um, a renovation project, whether it's simple, something as simple as a carport or a shed, they, if you're going to push the boundaries of setbacks and building heights and site coverage and all of those things that are set out in the residential design codes, then you are going to need to support that with a justification letter. Um, and the reasons why that will be in your letter need to go for your argument of why you should have that structure where you want it and the way that you're asking, well, the, the way that you're submitting it to council. The other important thing to remember is the residential design codes have or are coming up to being changed as of the 1st of September. They will be different to what is currently out there. So um, if you are going through the planning process now, you do want to be justifying against the new residential design codes uh, because your planning process does take the, uh, 60 to 90 days and we are in August so already. So we're less than a month to go before the new codes take effect. So you do need to be looking at those new codes. Make sure that you are also checking the zoning of your block to make sure that you're justifying against the right part of the R codes. Because of the change, we have low density and medium density. And the difference between low density and medium density codes in the R codes are very different. So check the zoning of your block. If you're not sure on how to find that, you can check um, a, a mapping system called Plan WA, or you can also pop in a call to your local council to find that out. Um, and when you do find that out, check if it is low or medium density and just make sure that you are justifying against the right part of the R codes because otherwise it's just a big waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A yes. justification letter is part of your every everybody's approval regardless or just when you're for pushing planning. the boundaries. Yeah, for planning. Uh, well, if you need to go through planning at all, then you need yeah. a justification letter because the reason yeah. you would need to go through planning is because you're pushing those boundaries. So, yeah. Perfect, got you. So the takeaways yeah. from this one today is we want to make sure that when we're writing our justification letter, keep it factual, you know, using your R codes and your planning schemes, research is really important. So make sure you're across those and you're looking in the right zones um, and just totally keep yeah. the emotion out of it. You're going to get a best response yeah. if you keep things matter of fact. Um, you can yeah. capture nearby properties that are trying that are doing the same that have done the same thing that you're trying to achieve. But bear in mind that this needs to be used with caution because they may be non-complying themselves, or they might have been done at an earlier stage. Whereas the R codes or planning rules have since changed and may not be applicable yes. anymore. Um, and of course, anything that is a new application needs to be checked off against the upcoming R codes, which are now being rolled out across um, the councils at different stages. Uh, because that's what they're going to be assessed against. So we want to make sure that particularly you've got your zoning right across your medium and, and, and high densities and that kind of thing. 
Did we summarize Perfect. all that okay? Sounds great. That <laughs> Wonderful. sounds amazing. Awesome. Good tips, Cos. Love your work, love your work. Hopefully that was some handy tools for you all. So we'll see you soon. See you tools. See you tools. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. And have you found us on Instagram yet? At She's a Tool. That's S-H-E-S-A underscore tool. Until next time, see you tools. tools.